by Faith Family Church. Be blessed. Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah chapter 53. From verse 1. Isaiah 53 from verse 1. Who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as, as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form, no comeliness, and when he shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected, and of men, rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our grief, our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did not esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed and we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way and the lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all he was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth he is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people was he stricken and he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had gone he had done no violence neither was any deceit in his mouth Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grieve. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. 
he shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. For he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great. And he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bare the sin of many. And made intercession for the transgressors. Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. For he shall save his people from their sins. He brought chapter 7 verse 25 wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them John chapter 1 John chapter 1 verse 29 The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. Romans chapter 8 verse 11 But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwelleth in you he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you Behold, 
Ladies and gentlemen, there is one major, major thing about the death of Jesus. The suffering of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus. That one major thing is the freedom from sin. The freedom from sin. Free from evil. His coming, his suffering, was for one major purpose. Redemption from sin. Redemption from the hands of the devil. Redemption from the influence of Satan. The Satan who had taken over man, Satan who was controlling the thoughts, the actions of man, the devil who was influencing man to rebel against God, that finally he would be defeated. That he would be defeated. And that finally, there would be a people that are called righteous. Righteous. That there would be a people on the earth that would live a holy life. A pure life. A life without sin. A life without compromise. Ladies and gentlemen, when you focus on his death, you focus on his resurrection, one thing that stands out is that deliverance from sin. Nothing else. Nothing else. There is nothing funny about it. There is nothing about excitement about it. It is when man is free from sin. It is when nations are free from evil. It is when families are delivered from the strongholds of the devil. The Bible says that he shall see the travail of his soul and he shall reach be satisfied. Ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing that satisfies the soul of God, the soul of Jesus. It is not that the food that you eat, the good food that you eat, that causes him to be satisfied. It is not the money that you'd have. It is not a good family that you'd have. It's not the marriage that you'd have. It is one major thing when you are free from sin, when you are free from evil, when your mind is free, when your heart is free, 
When the meditation of your mind when your heart is connected to the heart of God when your will is connected to his will ladies and gentlemen when you look around you when you look in the nations when you look on the streets of Kampala when you look in your neighborhood one of the major things that you see is the increase of evil, is the increase of sin. When you look in the church, the church of Jesus, the body of Jesus that he died for, when you look among the young people, when you look among the youth, the adults, all groups of people, and you see the power of compromise. When you see how people live, when you see how people talk, when you see how people dress up, when you see how people do things, and you wonder, did really Jesus die? He did not die that the church may have fun. He did not die that there could be a people that go to a place called church and they dance and they rejoice and they have fun. It is beyond that it is when there is a life that is free from sin. It is when there is a life that is free from compromise. A life that is free from evil. It is that that he died for that he would save the world from sin. When you see nations when you see leaders, when you see people in the business world, people in the corporate world, when you see Christians, wherever they are, caught up in compromise, When the inside of you does not grieve and does not say the power of the cross should be activated here, then your heart could be caught up in the same mess. The standard in you concurs with the rottenness around. Your heart concurs. Your mind concurs. And when it does, one thing that you should know that the power of his resurrection has diminished in the inside of you. Has diminished. You know one thing that yes, you are saved. Yes, you are a believer. And yes, you go to church. And yes, you may minister. You may serve him. But one thing 
that is true is that the inside of you has lost touch with his death has lost touch with his resurrection. And because of this the whole world can rejoice at Christmas. Rejoice because of a baby Jesus. Because they relate him to a baby. The baby can talk. Can do anything. So they just rejoice around him. But his death and his resurrection one major thing that stands out redemption deliverance from nothing else other than sin sin deliverance from the hold of the enemy. Psalms chapter 2. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Verse 9. Thou, thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise, you be wise now therefore. O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear. Rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son. Kiss the Son. Kiss the Son. Lest he be angry. And ye perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. This is the Jesus. This is the resurrected Jesus. And the Bible speaks to the nations. He speaks to the rulers. He speaks to the kings of nations. And he says, be wise. Be wise. Ye kings. Be wise. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no one that gets down here on the earth and rejoices and does their own things and thinks that they are almighty. 
that they are almighty that they are eternal ladies and gentlemen there is a God his name is Jehovah he created the world and the earth ladies and gentlemen there is a God whatever we see on the earth was created by that God the mountains the trees we see the nations we see and the same God the Bible says here you kings of the earth be wise be wise there is a God you can do whatever you do you can rejoice in your comfort zones you can look at your power you can look at your authority you can look at your influence among people but be wise. A fool says there is no God. Ladies and gentlemen, we are living in a time now when Jesus is about to come back. Heaven is getting ready for the return of Jesus. But before he comes back, the church has to be ready. He comes back for a church without wrinkle or spot. But as he comes for the church, he also warns the world and he says, you kings of the earth, be wise. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot get lost in business. You cannot get lost in your career. And you forget that there is a God. You cannot be lost in your marriage. You cannot be lost in your education. And you enjoy yourself down here on the earth as though you created yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, men and women have trembled under the power of rulers of the earth. Men and women have trembled under the influence of men and women who wield riches. Men and women have gotten lost in the affairs of this world and they have forgotten that there is a God who created the heaven and the earth. In your education system, you can be told that man came from earth. You can be told how the world came to be and you can believe. But let me tell you there is a God 
And that God created the heaven and the earth. One day, he declared and he said, let there be, let there be the light. The light came, the mountains came, the rivers came, the trees came, the animals came. And then he created man. He created man with a pure heart because he created him in his image and in his likeness. For in him there is no sin. In him there is no evil. And so he created man in his own likeness. Unfortunately, Man allowed to be tempted. Man was tempted by the devil. And when he was tempted, he rebelled against God and he accepted what the devil told him. And eventually sin came into the human race. And from that time, what was on the earth changed for? Evil came, began to reign. Sin began to dominate man. The thoughts of man, the heart of man, began to be dominated by sin, by the evil one. Because the devil took up over the place of man that position of authority, that position of power, not in heaven. But here on the earth. And because man was on the earth, he began to be influenced by this evil power. Darkness began to fill the heart of man and the environment of man. And it pleased God that I'll send my son. To save mankind. And when he sent him. It was not all. About the miracles that he did. It was not all about the food. That he fed the poor. It was not only about the healing. More than that, and the world will not focus on these things. It becomes worse when the church ceases to focus on these things. Ceases to focus on these things. And only focuses on the blessing. And only focuses on victory. And victory in things. But not victory from sin. The Bible says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did not esteem him. We did not esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. The Bible says that he was wounded 
For our transgressions, it was seen that caused him to be wounded. Ladies and gentlemen, if he got wounded because of sin, you cannot, you cannot get in him, live in him. You cannot get in church and you continue in sin. It means that you've opened up yourself and you've allowed the old man from whom you were delivered to come back and control you. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. We are healed. You can focus on physical healing. You can focus on emotional healing. But one of the major healings was the healing of your soul. The healing of your spirit. It was by his stripes that we were healed. All we like, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. It, it is because he wanted to draw man back to his way, back to the way of God that he died. And so you cannot be saved and you continue in your own way. Your own way. You do all that you desire. It's all about you. It's all about your desires. It's about self. You cannot. Because when man was lost in his own way, he sent his son to bring man back to the way of God. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He's brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is, is dumb. So he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? Who shall declare his generation? Ladies and gentlemen, it is because of this that he looked ahead, years ahead, that he began to get people. He met the fishermen and he said, follow me. He met the tax collectors. He met different people and he said, follow me. For I will make you fishers of men. He was looking for people. He was looking for people that would declare his generation. That would declare salvation to the world. That would declare redemption from sin. The world is trying to cover 
us unto Manipulate our mindsets so that we may think like the world thinks. The Bible calls that conformity to the standards of the world. When you think like the world thinks, you do things like the world does. You decide to lose touch with your God. You decide to lose touch with righteousness and holiness and you remain in the system you remain in the church you remain in ministry but then you do your own things the Bible calls that compromise he does not rejoice because you preach so much. He does not rejoice because you sing. He does not rejoice because you give. He rejoices more when you stay on track. When you stay on track, you're walking with him. You love him. And your heart is free from sin. He rejoices. He looks down and he's satisfied. He is satisfied. He says, Yes. What I died for. Look at the fruits. Look at the fruits. Look at the fruits. He shall see. Of the travail of his soul. And shall be satisfied. It is when he sees Dennis. Dennis. Tempted. But Dennis does not fall into temptation. He rejoices. He rejoices. When I fall into temptation, he does not rejoice. And he always says, repent. 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 Romans chapter 6. Verse 22. But now being made free from sin. And become servants of God. And now being made free from sin and become servants of God. Ye have your fruit unto holiness. Ye have your fruit unto holiness. And the end Everlasting life. And the end. Everlasting life. Because you confess Jesus as Lord and Savior one day. That's not enough. That's not enough. 
Your fruit is unto holiness. God, ladies and gentlemen, wants to bring back the life of holiness in the church. Holiness. Holiness. Yesterday we had a training for student leaders at Old Kampala. I finished teaching. A young man came to me. Yesterday's training was different. The things that God spoke, they were so different from the way we've done the trainings before. Because God emphasized, he said, I want to raise up a generation of young people who are non-compromised. I want to raise up a generation of young people that are going to know the life of holiness and righteousness and live in that. A young man came to me after and he said, he had questions. But he was so happy by the message that he had. He told me he watches TV. He listens to radio stations. And all the preaching or most of the preaching is about blessings. It's about being okay. It's about prosperity. It's about healing. And he said, I've been wondering and my heart has been hurting. This is a secondary school student. And he says, where is the gospel that touches going to heaven and reminds people that there is hell? I said, Lord, you have a remnant. You have a remnant. But now, being made free from sin and become servants of God, ladies and gentlemen, it is not being a servant of God and you are serving within sin. No. Mm-mm. It's being made free from sin and become servants of God. That was the initial life. The initial life. That was the beginning that he 
God these people from darkness, from the hands of the devil, he brought them into his life, his family, he made them free from sin, and they became his servants. And he goes on to say, you have your fruit unto holiness. Your fruit, whatever you do, the fruit is unto holiness. Whatever you do, when you sing, your fruit is unto holiness. When you preach, your fruit is unto holiness. When you serve, whatever you do, fruit is unto holiness. And the end the end. In other words, you don't only rejoice because I am saved. I got saved. But there is the end. There is the end. So the end is everlasting life. But the wages of sin is death. Wages. Transaction. You are transacting. You are giving your life over to sin. You are transacting. The wages. What you are going to be paid at the end is sin, is death. But how does death come about? How do you reach that place of death? It's not sudden death. When you begin transacting, and you do not turn course, you don't turn course, you don't allow the Holy Spirit to convict you, you keep on transacting, the end, the end will be death. But, how does it begin? How, how do you get there? James. Yakobo. This is what James says. Yakobo chino chagamba. James chapter 1. Sule soka. This is what he says. Chino chagamba. Verse 13. Let no man say, when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot tempt, cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted Neither tempteth he any man. Verse 14. 
14. But every man is tempted when he is driven away by his own lust and entice. You are driven away. Driven away. You get to that point. Point, yeah. Your mind, and also, your heart begins to be driven. Desires come. You see things. They are evil. You know they are evil. But you allow your mind to think over them. As your mind is thinking, the enemy is being let in. That door is being opened for him. So he's getting closer, and he's planting him those seeds. He says yes, he says yes, he says yes. So eventually, you conceive of all these lustful desires. You are enticed you are pulled to what is on the outside. And then you open up your heart. So when lust has conceived, when lust has conceived, lust is growing. It brings forth sin. It brings forth sin. And when sin is finished, brings forth death. And the Bible says in verse 16, do not error. Do not My beloved brethren, do not error. His death, his resurrection, is all about being freed from sin. And you have the power. How do you overcome? Temptation. And all these lustful thoughts. Jesus comes to the disciples. He says, You are sleeping. You are sleeping. You know what's going to happen to you. You'll fall into temptation. You'll, you will sin. You'll die. But pray. Pray that you may not enter into temptation. It's not prayer that says, Bless me, Lord. It's not prayer that says, God, I'm going to sleep. Bless me. It's not waking up in the morning and you say, God bless my way. God bless my job. God bless my people. It's not that kind of prayer. It is the prayer of surrender to God. 
is the kind of prayer Yesari of fellowship with God. Your heart is released to God. Your mind is surrendered. Your mind runs to all places around. But you say, no, no, no. It's not about my job. It's not about my family. It's not about things. Father, I want to connect with you. I want my heart to connect with you. It is that kind of prayer where your heart connects with the heart of God. That an exchange takes place of his life into your life. His life cannot descend into your life. And you walk in sin. Never. 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 You begin walking in sin. You begin compromising. Just know one thing. I've lost the fire of his resurrection. I've lost the fire of his death. That's what you should know. No one think. Ladies and gentlemen, when we talk talk about sin, we are not only talking about committing adultery, fornicating around, we are talking about even not doing what God wants you to do. There are things God wants you to do and you don't do them. That is seen. That is seen. God wants you to witness for him. God wants you to serve him. God wants you to, to be alert. God, God wants you to to focus on him. And you don't. You are driven by your business. You don't have no time. For church. You don't have time for prayer. You don't have time for fellowship. You can't fellowship with one another. You are driven into your own things. That is sin. What is sin? Knowing what you ought to do and you don't do it. It is sin. You make vows and you don't keep the vows. That is sin. When you don't do what the Bible says. That is sin. God is not broke. Preachers might be broke. But God is not broke. When he says tithe, tithe. If you are there and you are not tithing, that is sin. God says you are robbing me. It does not matter how Preachers may handle issues to do with giving and, 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 and tithing and sowing and, and reaping and all that. It doesn't matter. But you who is connected to him, you walk in reverence of him. You walk in submission. And so you walk in a life of purity. Purity. Righteousness. 
has two major results. Present holiness in life. Present holiness in life of life. And and future and eternal life. The end of a life which is sowing to the spirit which is eternal life that everlasting life. He died that those who should live after might live for him. This year's season Focusing on his resurrection and his death. The father's desire is that his people may reconnect with his real primary purpose of sending his son and that is being free from sin. And number two, those who are free from sin, that they may desire to see people and to see nations free from sin. Stand up on your feet. Today, may God birth in you a freshness obupia freshness obupia of his love okwagalakwe and the freshness obupia of his heart bomutimagwe his heart bomutimagwe you can live a free life oshobola kubera mbulamu obweddembe because that's what he died for. May you begin a journey of fruitfulness in purity. Purity of mind. Purity of action. Purity of of your environment. Let your house be pure. Let your house be holy. Let your vehicle be pure. Let your cup be filled with the fragrance of holiness. When people walk in, they will be convicted. The Holy Spirit reminds me years ago when I was still home one of my sisters who was not saved by then I had gone on a mission and came back in the night. I 
found people sleeping at home. And I decided to sleep in the living room. Because one of my sisters was sleeping in my bed. In the middle of the night. She comes in the sitting room. And says please go to your bed. Get up, go to your bed. And I said, it's okay. Stay there, sleep. And she said, no. Go. I said, okay. I went to my bed. I slept. I didn't know what had happened to her. Afterwards, she tells me when she was in my bed she could not be settled. She could not be settled. There was an atmosphere in that bed that the inside of her that was not saved could not conquer with that environment. And she was so uncomfortable. And she, she was not ready to surrender to God. She just decided to jump out of my bed. And told me, go to your bed. Thank God, now she's saved. But the issue is, I remember that. Your life, your environment, can be so Filled by God. by God. Those who come in the vicinity of where you are and everything that concerns you, they are touched by His presence. That's the life that God wants to restore. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. We have focused on things. We have focused on the world. We have focused on our jobs. We focused on so many things. God says, at this moment, focus on me. Focus on my heart. Return to your life of purity return to your life of holiness return to your life of the fear of God the reverence for God return to your place in him kiss the son lest his his kingdom thank you for listening we hope you are blessed for more information you can look us up on facebook may the lord richly